I confess, my girlfriend wore my penis plug as her necklace tonight, but it's not around her neck anymore. You guys get it? Do you know where it is? <laughs> I confess, I was 37 years old when I made love for the first time. I had no idea how to intimately connect before that. I confess, almost nobody knows I've started my own business to write and publish kinky giantess erotica on Kindle. <laughs> Welcome to Bedpost Confessions! <laughs> sex. Almost everybody does it and almost nobody talks about it except at Bedpost Confessions, a storytelling show based in Austin, Texas. Whether the stories are funny, informative, political, or completely personal, the anonymous confessions from the audience are the stars of every show. Welcome to the Bedpost Confessions podcast. I'm Bedpost producer Sadie Smythe. Ebony Stewart is a Bedpost Confessions regular. She is the woman of the world poetry slam champion, and Ebony is educated, hood, and queer. Ebony Stewart is the story of the black girl winning. This week, Ebony Stewart will regale us with a story about tattoos, her intention of the tattoo art, and other people's interpretation in scarlet letters. All bedpost storytelling productions are made accessible to deaf audience members by the fantastic interpreters from Soul Lumination. Though the interpreters are there to serve the deaf, they enthrall the entire crowd with their beautiful expressions of American Sign Language. If you hear a roar of laughter and don't understand why, the interpreter may have stolen the show for a minute. On with the show. There are people who today consider me to be a bitch, unruly, outspoken, educated, and hood. There are some people in the audience right now nodding their head in agreement. Well, I'll have you know I wasn't always considered these things. Educated, outspoken, and hood, sure, but certainly not the rest. Case in point. I got my first tattoo at 17, underage. At the time, I was dating a guy who had a tattoo and he was considered to be a bad boy. Both of my siblings had gotten underage tattoos as well, so it was only right for me to follow into their footsteps. I didn't really put much thought into my tattoo. I honestly just wanted something that said something in cursive. <laughs> so I chose baby girl. An endearing nickname given to me by my brother from as far back as I can remember. With him being the oldest and me being the youngest girl, the idea was practically genius. <laughs> following this epiphany, I asked my boyfriend to take me to his tattoo guy the following weekend. We arrived at what resembled a trap house and I don't know which ward, Houston, Texas. <laughs> and some white guy smoking a cigarette outside dabbed up my boyfriend and led us inside. Inside, we discovered that there were three rusty tattoo chairs and only one tattoo guy. Sure, he had missing teeth, a goatee, and it looked like he had probably broken into the place, but um, I'll be damned. <clears throat> if I wasn't choked up by this starving artist, 
making a way for himself as an entrepreneur. Or maybe it was a cigarette smoke that had me choked up. I don't know, but either way, I was um, ready and excited, so excited to get my first touch of ink. I sat down in the chair. My boyfriend told the guy what I wanted. Tattoo man made a stencil. My boyfriend checked the spelling, thank God. (laughs) Approved, and then they both looked at me. Tattoo man spoke. We don't get it. Okay, so listen, I was so confused by so many things. First of all, I had no idea what this man was asking me. Um, Was he saying, what am I going to get? Where am I going to get it? Or do I want wings on my chicken? I come from a family that's southern as fuck, and... um, One word can have multiple meanings, like bitch. Tattoo man looked at me a bit longer and repeated himself. Well, you don't get it. Nothing, me. Tattoo man, you don't get it. You don't get it. You don't get it. Where you don't get it? I looked at my boyfriend. He looking at me. I looked back at tattoo man. Close my eyes and work through every language, <laughs> draw, slang I had ever heard. I repeated Tattoo Man's phrase to myself. And then I opened my eyes and said, Oh, I think you're asking me, where am I going to get it? Tattoo Man tilted his head to the side, raised his eyebrows as if to say, Bitch, that's what I've been asking. I was so excited about lying to my mom about where I was going that I hadn't even thought about where I was going to put the tattoo so my mom wouldn't find out about me lying about where I was going. I shrugged. Tattoo man put his cigarette stub in the ashtray, pulled out another one, got up and went outside. And then it came to me. Tattoo man hadn't washed his hands. I hadn't seen where the needle had come from. And do I need to be high to endure any of this? My boyfriend said I should think of a place where I wanted to hide it from my mom and to pick a place where I had a lot of fat so it wouldn't hurt so bad. I thought my upper thigh would be safe, but Tattoo Man has got to wash his hands. He came back in and I made my request without flinching. He put the cigarette in his mouth, opened a drawer with empty junk food wrappers, pulled out hand sanitizer, rubbed it around his hands, took the cigarette out, tipped the ashes in the ashtray and looked at me and said, we don't get it. (laughs) Now, this is the part of the story where if I had been smart and my brain had been fully developed or whatever, (laughs) I would have got up and demanded to be taken home right away. But my stupid ass said, upper right thigh. And that's where I gonna get it. Since then, my brother calls me BG for short because his ass too lazy to say baby girl. Anyway, moving forward. I waited at least three years to get another one. I know what you're thinking. Another one? Hey, listen, I ain't no quitter. This time, 
I chose a place called Diego's that everyone my age have been going to. They tattoo folks under age too, but um, they also had an actual building and a wall of tattoo options in case you got there and you didn't know what you wanted. I asked my cousin Rita to go with me this time. And the whole way there, she said she was going to get one too. But as soon as we walked in and she heard that humming sound, she changed her mind. So as a grown-up, right, as an adult, if I get somewhere and um, I don't want to be there or the plans change, I simply drive back home, take a bunch of selfies to memorialize my makeup before washing my face, (laughs) change my clothes, and I go to bed. But back then, a waste of gas was unheard of, so we stayed. I wasn't sure what I wanted in a bitch-like option, so I perused the wall for the perfect one. My cousin helped picking out butterflies and flowers and shit. But I had my eyes locked in on this, this tribal joint. And it had a heart with horns on it and wings and shit. It was so bad girls club meets biker chick. My tattoo artist this time was named Joe, and he looked like a mixture of Machine Gun Kelly and Kid Rock. He also smoked cigarettes. Sure, they were basically the same dude, separated by 20 years of bad decisions and possibly meth. But at least he properly washed his hands and was well-spoken. This time, when I was asked where I was going to get it, I knew exactly what he was saying (laughs) and exactly where I was going to get it. My mom still felt pretty strongly about tattoos and to this day still get on the phone with her friends and say, Lord, I don't know why my kids want to mark up their bodies. So I wanted to try a new place where she hopefully wouldn't see it. I looked at Tattoo Joe and said, lower back, please. Joe paused, licked his lips, Looked at the tattoo, looked back at me, licked his lips again and said, well, all right. (laughs) I pulled down my pants, half plumber, butt crack exposed and said, and and laid there like a champ. His words, not mine. (laughs) (laughs) Once Joe was done, he said, have fun with this one. He winked, and I looked at my cousin, Ree, and we both gave each other that white man a creepy face <laughs> and left. I couldn't wait to show my boyfriend a different one than the last one. Keep up, bitches. <laughs> I waited about a week or two, drove to Brenham, Texas, where my boyfriend was mostly flunking out of Blaine College. I laid flat on my stomach in my low-rise coochie-cutter shorts and cut off midriff powder puff tee that said girls do it better on the back. <laughs> he walked in and noticed my new tat immediately. His name is Jason, but for the rest of the story, we're going to call him this dummy. Okay. <laughs> so this dummy kissed the back of my neck and said, wow. I was like, I know, right? I love it. This dummy said, that shit's sexy for real. He kept kissing me and rubbing on my back, down to my butt, in between my thighs. I had no idea why this tattoo turned him on so much, but I was pleased with my choice. 
this dummy gonna say, when you wanna try it. And I said, try what? He said, the tattoo. I frowned, looking confused, and he did this cat daddy laugh like he was a pimp from Good Times. <laughs> you know, whatever, baby, I'm down. Trying to remain seductive and completely in the know, I replied with a sexy grin and said, you're going to have to show me then. My boyfriend pulled down my shorts, arches my back, mounts me, and is now trying to stuff his dick inside me. Which hole? I don't know. Why, bitch? I don't know. Okay? It was traumatizing. I needed answers. Tell me. Explain. Tell us. But when I think back on a lot of my early sexual experiences, I realized I was good because I let boys do whatever they wanted with my body. I was so good at masturbating, I thought the main reason boys had sex with girls is because they weren't. They needed me, and I was Captain Save-A-Hole. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, here you go. You're welcome. Mm, you need that? I got you. <laughs> One time I asked a boy if his penis was supposed to be that small, and he kicked me out of his house. So <laughs> I learned real quick about uh, the male fragile ego. Before this day, I had never told this dummy I don't like potato chip breath during sex or that having sex in a twin bed is childish as fuck or that I only moaned so loud because I wanted to help him impress his friends in the next room but he never gave me an actual reason to ever moan that loud and at this point I was annoyed with my own damn self but I couldn't let him get away with this butt stuff and behavior. I laid flat, turned over, and looked into this dummy's glossy-ass eyes and said, in the plainest, most irritated voice ever, the fuck is going on? (laughs) Y'all, I hate being confused, for real. Like, it's one of my biggest pet peeves. Like, it gives me anxiety and heartburn, and and also, I just choose no. You want to be confused? No. You like confusion? No. This dummy gonna tell me. What's the point of you getting a tramp stamp if you don't want me to use it? Now I was confused and concerned. Like, what is a tramp stamp? Who you calling a tramp? Or is this like on some cute lady in a tramp type shit? You know, that's that's, that's. (laughs) not And why are you trying to stuff your penis in my butt because of a tattoo? (laughs) My boyfriend proceeds to tell me what a tramp stamp is. A lower back tattoo on promiscuous women who want guys to nut on them when they pull out. And to this day, I still don't understand the correlation. (laughs) Are you supposed to make a mural with it? (laughs) Some kind of sticky art? My blood pressure turned me into some weird version of a Sour Patch Kid. First I was embarrassed, then I was angry. Like women are often made to do, I tried to justify my choice. I think I said something along the lines of cute, sexy. I don't want my mama to find out. But him and other dummies seem to think I'm suggesting that I'm sensual, 
seductive, confident, and easy. Okay, three out of four ain't bad. (laughs) But if I do have sex with someone, I don't expect them to need a tattoo to help them hit their target. It's like... It's weird. It also doesn't give anyone the right to assume they know anything about my sexual desires or communication. Newsflash. A bitch ain't shy or insecure. I'm unfuckwittable. <laughs> and if you see my lower back tattoo, it doesn't mean I want to fuck you. I'm a god. Bitch, you lucky if I even look at you. <laughs> Every day, somebody has an opinion about everything, especially women in our bodies. Our hair, the way we dress, if we wear makeup, how we have kids, if we have kids, colorism, our body shape, the way we smell, butch versus femme. Are we having sex? How much sex? Do we enjoy sex? Scarlet letters on our lower backs. When we're not being shamed, we're being exploited. When we're not being exploited, we're being controlled. And we don't comply, we're a bitch. Well, consider me 100% that bitch. Unruly, outspoken, educated, hood, and queer. Tramp stamp and all. Thank you. I confess, I'm 27 years old and have never been with a woman, but have always wanted to. Well, this is the place to be. Let me tell you a little story. I confess, I haven't had sex in seven months, and I'm about to lose my mind. Oh, maybe, do you want to have sex with a woman? Are you a woman? Do you want to have sex with a woman? You guys need to... Yeah. I confess, last night we decided that the first item on the sexual bill of rights should be the right to great rim jobs. Yeah, we heard that one, This is my confession. Tonight is my turn. Oh. I'm busy. We got to wrap this up. (laughs) Okay. Oh, you got that one. Watch out. Okay. This Bill of Rights, y'all. Feisty. It's a thing. Okay. I confess, I lost my dildo. It's the first one I've had in 20 years. My girlfriend and I last saw it in the spare bathroom, and I believe it is now in the custody of my eight-year-old son. (laughs) Who no doubt is bragging about his giant dot, 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 dot. Please send help. He's like playing with it. I confess, I have had sex with fewer people than I can count on one hand. I have had sex with that one hand as many times as there are people in this city. There's like a billion now, right? Hand is busy. Post Confessions was recorded in front of a live audience at the North Door in Austin, Texas. To support the show, consider purchasing an I Confess t-shirt, toad, or journal. 
all available at bedpostconfessions.com. Follow at Bedpost Confessions on Instagram and Facebook for more audience confessions. Bedpost Confessions is produced by myself, Sadie Smythe, and Miranda Wiley. Our podcast production team is Mariah Gossett, Mike Garcia, and Permanent Record Studios. Another way to support the show is to leave us reviews on Apple Podcasts, like this one from Dyke Lawyer. Quote, I've been listening for years, and I hope someday I can come to Austin for a live show. I love that the storytellers are trans and cis, queer and straight, creamy vanilla and deeply kinky, diverse in race, age and ability, monogamous, polyamorous and generally slutty, poets and organizers, raucous and raw, somber and steamy. Most of all, I love that the stories are overwhelmingly honest and well told. End quote. We couldn't have said it better ourselves. Thank you, Dyke Lawyer. And until next time, keep confessing. <laughs>